Welcome to A Heart Towards God. I'm your host, Ashley Massey. Today, we are talking about mothers. We are so grateful for our mothers. My husband sits down with me. I'm so glad you've joined today. I welcome you. Come on in. Well, welcome. Today is Friday, May 13th. Just kidding. It's Friday, May 12th. We are headed into Mother's Day weekend. I hope you are having a, you have something maybe planned with your family and gearing up for Mother's Day. Also want to say for those of you who have lost your mothers, I'm so sorry. And I'm sure it's a tough weekend to get through. And uh, please know that my heart goes out to you. I cannot imagine having lost my mother, but I just wanted to say that before we started this podcast about mothers today, that uh, it's it can be a heartfelt, sad weekend for some. So, but we are talking about mothers and what they mean to us today. I have Shannon here, my husband, and if this is your first time listening, my husband Shannon and I have been married for 15 and a half years, almost 16 in October. We have four beautiful children, and Mother's Day will be a big weekend for us. We we both have our mothers. Shannon's mom is in Tennessee, and she loves this podcast. Hey, Sharon. And my mother lives very close. She lives about five minutes away. So today we're going to just be talking about what mothers mean to to us and share a story or two about something when we were growing up. Uh, Shannon, do you want to say anything? Sure. Um, so my mom uh, is kind of unique. I actually worked with my mother for a long time at the phone company until she retired. That's right. Um, so, uh, so I was uh, obviously close, sometimes in the same building. Um, but yeah, uh, so when I was growing up, my mom worked a lot of odd hours and sometimes we would, uh, have Christmas at her work. We would go up there and, and I just remember, um, her pulling out Christmas gifts mm-hmm. out of a locker, a gray locker, huh. like up on the fifth floor or something of the, uh, phone company building. But that was some of my, uh, just, you know, trying to work through some of the memories. Um, and obviously my mom lives in Tennessee, so I won't be seeing her for Mother's Day. But, uh, yeah. Um, we'll be calling her. and yeah, Right, we'll be calling. Sending her, her something. <laughs> so uh, my mom, um, some good memories. That was one of them. Uh, she used to take uh, me to soccer practice. And I just remember her being there for all my... Uh, you know, practices and games and uh, especially in high school. So, but those are just some of the memories of, um, and some, you know, some camping trips as well. I remember a couple of those camping trips and. Where did you go? I didn't know about this. Um, I think it was around the Peace River. It was with a oh, really? motorcycle club. Uh, they used to ride bigger motorcycles, touring motorcycles. That was my stepdad and her. That was one of their things that they like to do is uh, ride motorcycles. So there was a lot of uh, camping 
going on and uh, just one quick memory. I remember my brother and I running down a, a creek. It was a small creek, you know, kind of like the Peace River, but like a side of the Peace River. And we would we were just running down, playing. I just have that memory for some reason popping in my head. So I remember when we had Powett at Victory for Missionettes. And speaking of camping, I remember it was February and it was a cold February weekend down in, I think it's, do you know where the Powhat is? Isn't it in Lake Wales area? Flaming Arrow area. Yes. Is that Lake Wales? Yes. Okay. And our kids are going to go eventually, but I remember being in a tent with my mother and we were well, <laughs> snuggled not, in close because it was so cold that night on the ground in a tent. Now, when I was little, I don't remember people bringing blow-up mattresses. We just brought a sleeping bag, and I think I had a Care Bear sleeping bag, which had no insulation. <laughs> and we still have that Care Bear sleeping bag. I do. And I think my mom brought a nicer sleeping bag, so we got in her sleeping bag. And she had, I remember she had this puffy yellow jacket, and she always us. It was like it's one of the you know coasts that we own that was really warm, and that's just funny. I just remember being on that camping trip with her. But like you, my mom drove me everywhere around. I mean, I was doing ballet and Winter Haven, and that was a long drive because we lived in North Lakeland. So I had ballet twice a week, then I had soccer. Well, soccer was in middle school, and but then I was I did this TV show in Clearwater for two years, and it was a remember Kids Incorporated. Yes, kids did. <laughs> well, it was a Christian version of Kids Incorporated. I think we saw the video one time on VHS. Yeah, VHS. That's how old it was, but. Uh, she would drive me to Clearwater, and we were going there maybe four or five times a week. Every night after school, we'd get in the car, and she'd drive me. This was for two years, and I did that. I mean, she. we spent a lot of time in the car together, and we spent a lot of time at Burger King, and <laughs> I remember I used to get the chicken sandwich. Remember the chicken broiler? Uh, it was um, It was long. It is that the one? That one, call? that's the original chicken sandwich. Okay. I would get that on occasions, but I usually would get the grilled chicken because it was better for you. Right. And my mom is health conscious. And so I'm health <laughs> conscious. That's where I get it from. Right. So we'd always get like the BK broiler. And uh, so, yeah, but she drove me around everywhere. And I mean, a lot of the reason why what I do today in my career, my singing career, and just what I do is because she gave so much time to my passion, which was singing. And, you know, at the time I was dancing, I don't, I don't really dance anymore. I can, I'm a good mover, but, uh, yeah. So, and the, and the number one thing of course was 
going to church, my family, you know, led me to the Lord at a young age. My mom and dad led me to the Lord. So I had that foundation. And my love for Sandy Patty came from my mother because that's what she listened to. Sandy Patty, Larnell Harris. I grew up on that. Um, Amy Grant, those artists, Michael W. Smith. Oh my gosh. All those different artists I love because she loved them and she listened to them. So that's what we listened to the car. And then, I mean, a lot of those things I learned how to sing because of those artists and my love of passion of singing. And then my mom drove me all over creation to get the training. And um, so I am so appreciative of that. And I, you know, that's, that's what comes to mind when I think of my mom. She's selfless. She gave a lot to, to us kids. I grew up in a family of four children, so I was the second to last child. I had a younger brother, Luke, and then an older sister, Lauren. And then Todd was the oldest. God rest his soul. He went home to be with the Lord almost two years ago. And uh, that was a tough time. Um, but yeah, so my mother and my father, they gave so much to us kids so we could have a better life, you know? So I'm grateful for Mother's Day and the things that she showed me how to be as a mother. I, I hope I can do that to my children and give them things they need. So yeah, I think we're doing our best on that one. Yeah, it's it's hard driving kids around. Um, I took Isaac to soccer practice tonight. And then you had to leave and go to a uh, go get stuff for a baby shower coming up. Yes, Macy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's funny you just mentioned church. Um, my mom used to drop me off. Uh -huh. to. Uh, Willow Baptist Church in Mulberry mm -hmm. back in the day. So I got a good foundation there. And then, um, you know, my mom used to take me to a evangelist. Um, I cannot think of his name. Uh, man, it was just there. And it was a church in Riverview. We used to go there. Um, he went there? Sometimes. Okay. To, to a church. And it was a... It's amazing the things that we find out when we talk like this. Oh, I know. Exactly. Um, yeah, those... Uh, I want to say Reinhard Bonnke, but it's not. It was not him. Mm -mm. I'll probably I can think see of his that face. Later. He was just on Daystar about a few weeks ago. Um, yes. So I, I distinctly remember going to Riverview. No, go ahead. He was the preacher that opened his doors during COVID and got trouble for it. Well, I don't know. This was a, a church review, not that church. I know what church you're talking about. Okay. But this was a guy who came down the Riverview to Which, I mean, evangelize. at the time, we didn't really understand. But now I'm like, good for him. I know. Good for him, right? Um, And then, you know, obviously, my mom would take me there. And uh, she actually took me to Carpenter's Home Church a lot. So... I got to see some of the groups that you're talking about. What year did you go to Carpenter's Home Church? Wow. Um, I Were would you say, there when it first started? Oh, yeah. 
I'd say in the in the late 80s, I was there every now and then, not all the time. Because that's, I mean, I was there on the first Sunday of Carpenter's Home Church. Right. I was there. Was Jim Campbell there when you went? Can't remember that. But the reason why we went there is because my grandpa lived right across the street. That's right. So we would probably go see him, and then we would we would, would go, go see there. Pastor Strader. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. I I mean, there's six years difference. So right, I would have been five. You would have been eleven. So yeah, I was running up those uh, stairs. Those. Main stairs, yes, right yes. above the bookstore. My brother Luke used to run up those stairs. Oh, it was so much fun. And there was a fountain. WCIE was up there. WCIE? Yeah. Jim Campbell. Remember the Christian bookstore? Oh, yeah. I remember going into the bookstore, and my mom, I loved to go in there to look at the worship tapes, the Maranatha singers. <laughs> And they had all the worship songs, and we would get some of them, like, I sing praise to your name, um, I love you, Lord. What was that song? I don't know. That's when I first started ballet was at Carpenter's Home Church. Oh, wow. They had a dance team. It's funny talking about Carpenter's Home Church, uh, now that it's it's not there anymore. I know. It's so crazy. Um, now, the, the, where we had Sunday school is still there. Right. The, yes, that the, building. The, the where it got its name was from that building because carpenters used to live in there. I used to play basketball in nineteen hundred in that building. Um, oh, did you? And that would that would be in uh, nineteen ninety nine, the two thousand one. I had a friend that worked there, uh-huh. and he had a key. Yeah. And then after work, I was a server at Olive Garden. We would go play basketball there, and we would play football on the uh, the grounds. Ah, oh, that's neat. About once or twice a week. <laughs> that's cool. It's it's a pretty property back there. It's, it's, it's right next to a lake. Massive. This was at one time the biggest church in America, eighty five hundred capacity, I think. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the facts on that. I'm not sure. But what a neat, I mean, a lot of people became saved through that church. I went to youth camp, youth, not camps, youth groups. They would have youth functions. I I found this book from, I think I was in seventh grade. It was McAllister, but I don't remember what his first name was. And they brought in Aaron and Aaron. It was a duo group. I might be saying... I think it was Aaron and Aaron. They had the same name. They were they were great voices. But I remember it was Ron McAllister, I think, and he was preaching to the youth. It was a good, it was so good. I remember I, I was blessed by it. But anyway, that that's really neat that we were talking about that. You know, that's where I first sang was at Carpenter's Home Church. Oh, wow. Pastor... Shelby was my children's pastor, first children's pastor. And every Sunday night, you could bring your tape and give it to the guy at the stage. They had a stage. And you go and give your tape, cassette tape, to the sound guy. And you go up there before service. And you just sing your heart out. And then you'd go off stage. 
Yeah, that's that's I remember that. But uh, anyway, so but mothers, mother, what'd you say? You were the opening act. That was the opening act. But yeah, that's I mean that's where we first started. Uh, not first started, but a lot of my memories that I remember were, were from Carpenters when I was a child. My parents bringing us there, and and then when we first started was Main Street Assembly of God, and I was a baby then. I don't remember that church. Some of you might, uh, but I don't. Um, but mothers are so important to our society. They are created by the Lord, and the family is a part of God's design. It's, and see, the enemy, and a lot of this is going on right now, but the enemy wants to confuse people about, well, can this be a mother? Can a guy be a mother? Can, no, no. A mother is created by the Lord. And it's a woman. A woman is a mom. And you can't take that away because it's a God thing. And whatever the world may say, it's not the truth. Am I saying that correctly, Shannon? I think you are. I'm trying to say Keep that. going. Because we're, we're dealing with that in society today. That's right. Where, Confusion. Where it's confused. People are confused. Like, well, I guess you can have a mother through a man. No, you can't. I mean, a dad can be helpful and do the best he can. Um, I know there there might be single dads out there, and they can do the best they can. But God's design was to have a man and a woman together to grow, to raise, to nurture that baby. I can't do what you do. I mean, I I do not have the gifts on things that you do with the kids that and vice versa there's things that i do with the kids that you can't do it's just it's just god's design we we were built for a family we were built to be i was built to be a mother now sometimes there are women out there that do not have children and that's absolutely fine that's fine but as a mom myself i am I get the gift of helping raise my children and showing them the Lord, giving them wisdom, the best I know how, praying for wisdom, on my knees, asking God, oh, Lord, help me today because Lord have mercy. I feel like I'm going to lose it. I have many of those days, but I have really good days. I have joyful days. I have momentous, mom, momentous, momentous. Monumentous. I don't know. Anyway, I have I have great days. We all have wonderful days. We have bad days. But as a mom, I've seen a lot of things that I never thought I would see. As a mom, things that I feel emotion emotionally. Uh, but I have four children. They range from 12, 10, 7, and 5. He just turned 5. And he's Judas, our last. He's going to be going into kindergarten next year. It's very bittersweet. I don't know if there's mothers out there that they have a last baby that's going into kindergarten for the first time. And it's really kind of hit me. It's I'm really kind of sad. I'm sad about it. Some days I'm like, I can't wait. 
But all in all, I am sad. Okay, do you know our church, Plant City, Church of God? I can't wait for this day. Miss Carla is having a day. She has a day for moms who give who their children are going into kindergarten, and it's called Sip and Sob. Uh-huh. Is it called Sip and Sob? Like we're gonna go have some coffee and for breakfast, right? And sob. <laughs> Can't wait! I just want to sit with Miss Carla. I, I just like to hear her talk. Bacon in there and stuff. Oh, I I hope to have some bacon. But just kick the mic. Anyway, did you want to share something from the scripture? Well, um, so talking about mothers in the Bible. These are the mothers that come to mind. I think of, you know, there's not a lot about Noah's wife. Right. But can you imagine her duties for the ark? We went to the ark last year, the ark encounter in Williamstown, Kentucky. And if you haven't been, it's a wonderful experience for you and your family. And the kids learn about, well, for one thing, they have the ark as it was in the Bible. They built it. They built just like the measurements. They they have these very wonderful theories on how it could have gone, the feeding system, all these things I didn't even think about. But I just thought about this, Shannon. Think about Noah's wife and all the duties. She had children, and then her children had wives. So they all had to get along. They were on this boat for, I think, close to 150 days. Now, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, but they were on the boat for much longer. So the system that they had with all the, you know, animals, and the system they had, they explained it the art, was incredible. But, you know, for getting things out of the boat and trying to be discreet about it. But the smell, the heat... You know, uh, but she had a lot of duties and I can't wait to talk to her one day in heaven. Just tell me what it was like. Your husband comes to you and says, God told you to build an ark. You've never seen rain before. And he's doing this for, they said it was about 75 years. He, he built the art 75 to 100 years. It really drove that point home, by the way. Huh? They drove that point home. What home? What point? What you're saying about he, he, he has to convince her that what he's doing is going to happen. It's from the Lord. 75 years. Right. You know. So we're in, I'm, we're in our 40s. I'm, I've just turned 41. You're 47. I think I'm 42, but yeah. You're, I mean, what? You said 29? <laughs> 39? No, you're not younger than me. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I just, it's just, but they did live a lot longer back then. So, hey, you know, we've got another 500 years, honey. <laughs> but anyway, I just think I'd like to hear her story. What, what that was like, the perseverance. And then there's Ruth, um, Naomi. Naomi. Ruth 
wasn't a mom yet, but she chose to take care of her mother-in-law and and then God sent her a godly man, Boaz. And then Jesus is from the lineage of Ruth and Boaz. It's a beautiful story about how Boaz took, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful love story, but Jesus is also woven into that as well. I mean, there's a redemptive story in there. And then we have, uh, I'm just thinking of more mothers. Uh, of course, Mary, the mother of them all. I mean, the things that she went through, knowing that her son was came to die for the for for humanity, I'm sure she didn't understand the whole picture and exactly how everything was going to happen. But just knowing that her son is perfect, uh, just you know, and then having other siblings, how did that kitchen? <laughs> The Bible doesn't talk much about that. It would just be interesting to hear. Like, how did that work? Like, Jesus never got in trouble. So, um, but I just, I think it's mothers. We need mothers. We need nurturing mothers. We need mothers that know Jesus. Because the only way a mother, in my opinion, is going to make it in this life, if they are, number one, they love the Lord with all their heart. God will work through that. God will give God will give blessing upon blessing, I believe, upon your children for surrendering your motherhood to Jesus and surrendering your children to the Lord for his glory. And that's why we're here. We're here to know more about the Lord. We're here to serve God first and foremost. We're here to love him and we're here to build his kingdom. To, to honor the Lord and build his kingdom because his kingdom is huge. And it's not just one little church. It's many churches. It's one church. It's a unified church around the whole world. And we're serving one purpose. And mothers have a huge part in that. Helping, serving, loving our children. Is there anything else you want to say, Shannon, that I'm not thinking of before we... I think I'm fine. Uh, well, maybe we should offer a prayer before we leave and uh, say a prayer over the audience. Maybe there's mothers out there like Macy, who's going to be having a child. Maybe there's mothers that are pregnant and they they have never had children before and, and they're getting ready. Or maybe there's mothers out there that want to have a child. And uh, I know there's a mother tonight her name is Brittany, and I've mentioned to her. I mentioned her on the podcast before. She's in dire need of a miracle today. She is in ICU, and I just got a word from her sister, my friend Kim, and she's in dire need of a miracle. So please pray for her. The baby is 28 weeks on Monday, and. Uh, uh, my prayer warriors out there, Brittany, and uh, also we need to be praying for Charlotte. I mentioned her a few uh, a few weeks ago. Charlotte and Eugene Morris. Charlotte needs a miracle in her life. She's a part of our family. She's a mother. She has four children, right? Is that right? I think so. I think so. And uh, 
So please be in prayer for those two crucial needs. And uh, let's just go to the Lord right now. Dear God, we ask you to, first off, Lord, before we ask, we, we thank you for your marvelous works that you do in our lives. Thank you for dying on the cross for our sins and forgiving us of all our unrighteousness. God, you took the sin that that is such a huge deal, and we thank you for loving us and accepting us even when we were sinners. Uh, we praise you, God. We praise you, Lord, that you, you resurrected on the third day and that, that we, you are with us all the time. And uh, we just pray for the people and the mothers that are listening out here today. Maybe there's a mother that wants to have a child. God, I pray that you will, you will answer her prayer of wanting to be a mother. Lord, I pray for the many moms out there that have children and that need encouragement and who are weary because motherhood is not always high. It can be a very low time. So I pray for those mothers right now that are experiencing just a heaviness on their heart. I pray that you will uplift them, send them a friend or send them a, a encouragement, encouraging word from a friend or a, or a family member or someone, something that will just lift their spirits in you, Father. I pray for our dear friends that I mentioned, Brittany, I pray that you'll give her a miracle tonight, God. She's in a, she's in a, uh, a place that she... She needs a touch from you. And I just pray in Jesus' name that you'll keep protection over her body and over the baby's body and just be with that family tonight and in Charleston. I pray for Eugene and Charlotte. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that you'll heal Charlotte and touch her body, God. Give her strength, Lord. She needs a miracle today. And uh, Shannon, I'm going to let you... In it out. Lord, I just want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for Ashley, um, just uh, the best mom I know. And um, I want to thank you for my mom taking me to church all those years ago. Thank you for Gail. Um, you know, I have a great relationship with my mother-in-law, and I just see how she is with my kids and just uh, coming over uh, and, and helping even if it's just the mundane tasks that, you know, some moms do. And of course, dads do as well, like washing clothes and taking them to the park and all the, the little things that, you know, moms are never going to get credit for. But God knows, Jesus knows what's going on. And uh, all the mothers hurting, all the, uh, the moms internationally, um, the adopted moms, uh, stepmothers, I mean, just uh, the family as a whole. Thank you, Lord, for uh, this podcast, and may it bless someone today. Amen. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a beautiful Mother's Day. We'll see you back next week. Bye-bye.